want to get it done before it causes more damage. But if you would tonight, turn your Bible, please, to John chapter 3. I'm going to read just a little bit. And I want to talk to you about why people go to hell. I was thinking about this this afternoon and studying. And John chapter 3, verse 31. He that cometh from above is above all. He that is of the earth is earthly, and speaketh of the earth. He that cometh from heaven is above all. And what he has seen and heard, that he testifies. And no man receiveth his testimony. He that has received his testimony has set to his seal that God is true. For he whom God has sent speaketh the words of God. For what God giveth not the Spirit by measure. For God giveth not the Spirit by measure unto him. The Father loveth the Son, and hath given all things into his hand. He that believeth on the Son has everlasting life, and he that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. Now, first of all, I want to talk to you about this doctrine of damnation for eternal damnation, and I suppose that that's probably one of the most difficult uh, subjects to preach on or even to talk about, hard to even conceive, really, in the human mind. Pray with me, please. Father, bless tonight. Bless the reading and study of thy word to everyone that hears now. To each heart, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. But uh, what I have to deal with a lot is silly question, not silly question, real question that people have or have mentioned to me in the past, and I'll bring them up to you in just a minute to show you what people think about this thing about going to hell and what it's about or going to heaven. But John 3 verse 36 says, He that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. And if you take that word, study that word abideth, it means to stay on him and stay on him and stay on him. Notice now, you cannot put annihilation and abiding wrath together. They just don't mix. I've been telling people about hell, preaching on eternal damnation for some, I don't know how many years now I've been preaching, but it's been many. And I believe it's one of the hardest things to really understand. When men die without Jesus Christ, they will go, though, according to the Scripture, to an actual place called hell where they're tormented day and night forever and ever. Now, I know this. If I, not, if I did not believe the Bible is the Word of God, I couldn't possibly believe in eternal damnation simply because my human reason uh, is hard for me to accept. But I do believe the Bible is God's Word, and so I do believe in eternal damnation. Revelation 20, verse 10. And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. Now, the Bible uses the same terms to describe the duration of God as he does hell. Isaiah 9 verse 6 says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor of the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father. 
the Prince of Peace. So, according to Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, God the Father is called everlasting. And this everlasting Father is the gospel uh, that Mark chapter 4 or, or talks about and talks about this everlasting fire. Now, fire in hell does not last forever and ever, then God the Father don't last forever and ever. Because Mark chapter 9, verse 43 4, 4, through verse 49 says that fire in hell is forever and ever everlasting God the Father is an everlasting Father so if you believe in God lasts forever and ever you have to believe that hell is going to last forever and ever then now uh, my question is why do people go to hell number one you don't go to hell because you're a sinner now a lot of people today want to say all them sinners are going to hell well, if that was true, then you'd go to hell. Everybody go to hell because we're all sinners. Romans 3.10 says, As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. Now, I could give you many more scriptures. For instance, Ecclesiastes 7.20, For there is not a just man upon earth that doeth good and sinneth not. So, uh, these and many other scriptures make it very plain that every human being on the face of this earth sins. So if somebody says, all them sinners are going to hell, if that was the case, then we'd all go to hell because we're all sinners. Now, the second thing somebody says, well, if you don't go to hell because you're a sinner, then you must go to hell because of the kind of sins you commit. Now, if you take the Catholic doctrine and you study it, the Catholics take they divide sins into two categories. They call them venal sins, which are slight offenses, like telling a lie or something. Then the next category they mentioned mortal sins, which are dooming or destroying sins. Now the Catholics teach that when you die, nobody is ready for heaven because nobody is perfect. And on that they are partially right, but Nobody is perfect when they die without Christ. Nobody dies sinless because all men are sinners. They say when you die then, you're not ready for heaven because everybody has some venial sins. So they invented a place called purgatory. And by the way, it's not in the Bible. But they say it's a stopover between heaven and hell since they are not ready for heaven and they don't deserve hell, then they go to purgatory. And now there is fire in purgatory. But the fire is not there to punish as it is in hell. The fire in purgatory is there to purge or to purify so they become, uh, they believe you stay in hell until fire burns you and burns you until you're purified from all unconfessed venial sins then you slip out and go into heaven. But there's a problem with that. Nobody can tell you how long you got to stay in purgatory before you go into heaven. They never come up with that. They just say you got to go there and stay there till, you, till you're purged out. So Catholics pray, and they pray sincerely for their dead loved ones and friends. Now let me give you some. According to my Bible, there's no use to pay, pray for anybody that's dead. They're dead. 
they're gone. All right? They're already at their destination forever, wherever they're going. If they go into hell, they're for their, forever. If they go into heaven, they're there forever. There's no use somebody comes up for a pressure. Uh, so-and-so died, will you pray for them? I said, no, I'll pray for the ones that's left behind, their friends and the loved ones left behind, but you don't pray for somebody that's dead. They're already at their destination. Now notice, a Catholic prays sincerely, and they pray for some 5, 10, 20 years, uh, but they don't say how long. They categorize sins, but the Bible has nothing to say about categorizing sins. In fact, if you study your Bible, you'll never see an adjective in the front of the word sin. What I mean by that, you'll never find bad sin. You'll never find good sin or modest sins or terrible sins or horrible sins. All the Bible ever says is sin, sin, sin. Because sin uh, to God is sin. Now watch this. Sin is uh, our turning from God. Sin is self-exerting. Doing what I want to do. Having my way. Doing uh, my way things, my thing, regardless of what God said. I do what I plead. That's sin. Now, if you went to hell because of what kinds of sins you commit then we'd be surprised to find the Bible, some of the best people in the Bible went to hell, and some of the worst people in the Bible went to heaven. For instance, Judas was a good, upright citizen. Now, you know why I know that? Uh, if we had a church, uh, a treasure, and every church, you know, in the church, they'd pick out the best citizen in their community, upright person. Now, you wouldn't pick out a crook. You wouldn't pick out a gangster. You pick out the best person you could find to take care of. Now, Judas was a money carrier for the disciples, so we know he was a good man. But the Bible makes it very plain that Judas went to hell. On the other hand, David, David was a bad man. David committed adultery. He killed his best friend. He went to heaven, though. So you'll find this scenario over and over again in the Bible. Good people outwardly going to hell. Bad people outwardly going to heaven. Why? Because you don't go to hell because you're a sinner or for the kind of sins that you commit. Now, again, the third thing, you don't go to hell because you don't live right. Someone says, you better straighten up. You better live right or you'll die and go to hell. You don't go to hell because you don't do right. Now, did you know getting saved is kind of like getting married? God uses Ephesians chapter 5, verse 23. It says, For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. Now, what Ephesians chapter 5, in those last few verses, is talking about, he's liking the marriage ceremony. He's liking a man getting married to a wife, a wife getting married to a husband, so on, as the church getting married to the Lord Jesus Christ, the believer. Now, all the latter part of Ephesians chapter 5 is about then the relationship of the husband to the wife as the relationship of Christ and the church. That is a loving husband and wife dedicated and sold out and committed to each other. Now, you can live like you're married and not be married. Now, 
I was raised though that you get married before you live together. Now I want you to know, think about this for just a minute. Nowadays people uh, live together and then get married. Uh, but uh, uh, they don't ask, will you marry me? They ask, will you live with me, move in with me? Now, some uh, lives, they live for years, even have children. They love each other. They show love towards each other. They act like they're married. They do everything married people do, but they're not married. Now, the point is this. You can't live like you're married long enough to be married. Now, you can't live right then long enough to go to heaven. Now, I want you to watch this because it's very important. On the other hand, some people live like they are not married, and yet they are married. They never speak to each other. If they speak, it's because they're yelling at each other. I knew a couple, and if I mention them, some of you all would know them because uh, we went to church with them years ago. One of the most upright families in the church at that time and they had children they lived together some 25 to 30 years and they had two children as soon as those two children were grown they got a divorce and left one another now what i'm saying is you can live uh, together married and yet live like you're not married now like one man sat down to eat and he he stuck his fork in a piece of meat held it up to his wife and said is this pig on this fort, she said, to which end of the fork you referred to. <laughs> I read that thing and I said, that's, that's exactly the way some married couple are acting. Now, I know couples who live together like they're married and who are not married. I know couples who are married and live like they're unmarried, but they're still married. It doesn't matter how ugly or how mean you are. If you're married, you're married. Now, the point is this. You don't get married by living like you're married. You don't get unmarried by living like you are unmarried. You don't get saved by living like you're saved. That's called a hypocrite. A hypocrite is a play actor. Someone who's trying to act like a Christian, but they're not a Christian. They go to church, sing in the choir, do all they can, but never trusted Jesus Christ as, a, as their Savior. That's a hypocrite. Now, you don't go to hell then because you're a sinner, number one. You don't go to hell because of the kind of sins you commit, number two. You don't go to hell because you live right. And fourthly, you don't go to hell because you won't quit your sinning. You've heard the old saying all your life, I'm sure I have. Now you've got to quit all your sinning and you, before you can get saved. Now, if that is true, then nobody will ever get saved simply because nobody ever quits their sinning. If I asked uh, in here tonight or in the biggest church in town full of Christians, if, if I asked, has anybody here today never had a bad thought, never done anything wrong, no, didn't get angry, didn't do anything at all? We couldn't say that. We're all sinners, Amen. Not one could ever say that, uh, and truthfully, that I haven't done anything wrong today. Now, listen to me. If we quit sinning to get saved, we'd all die and go to hell then. You say you don't know 
that's true, preacher. Oh, yes, I do. Listen, First John chapter one verse ten. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. Amen. I thank God I don't sin like I used to, but I'm still a sinner saved by God's grace. Now I've had people come down the aisle and say, "I want to be saved, but I can't." And I say, no, it's not because you can't, it's because you won't. So don't say you can't trust Jesus Christ. It's not a matter of ability, it's a matter of the will. Jesus said, you will not come to me that you might have life. He did not say you can't come to me, but you won't come to me. Then they'll turn around and say, all right, I won't come. Then I asked why won't you come to the Lord Jesus Christ? And they say uh, the same thing I said before I knew the truth. I won't come to Jesus because I cannot live it. Now I've always wondered what that it is. You ever hear somebody, I can't live it? What it? Now, think about this. If you're married, you don't always live like you're married. But that doesn't change the fact that you are married. And if you are saved, you don't always always live like you're saved, but that doesn't change the fact that you are saved. Now, please get this for him too. Don't you get this? You don't go to hell because you're a sinner. You don't go to hell because of the things, uh, kind of sins you commit. You don't go to hell because you don't live right. You don't go to hell because you quit. You don't quit all your sinning. Why do people go to hell then? John 3.36 One reason and one reason only. He that believeth on the Son has everlasting life. And he that believeth not the Son shall not see life but the wrath of God abideth on him. Two groups of people are mentioned here. One group, those who believe on the Lord Jesus Christ have everlasting life. The other group, those who believe not the Son and the wrath of God abideth on him. Now, God always divides men in two groups. John 3.18 He that believeth on the Son is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already because he had not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Those who believe and those who believe not. Those who are condemned and those who are condemned are not condemned. Only two groups. Not because he's a sinner, not because of the kind of sins he commits, not because he can't live it, not because he quits sinning, but because he did not believe on Jesus. Mark 16, 16 in part says, He that believeth not shall be damned. Now watch this. Today everybody believes in Christ. So my question is, I know that I've dealt with several different denominations. And I know, according to the Scriptures, that they are not trusting Christ as their Savior. But everyone that I talk to like that, they, oh, I believe in Christ. Well, does that make them saved then? Now, I want you to watch this. I want to give you the, the Bible explanation. Bible belief. And so I think about this. I want to go fishing this morning. I believe it's going to be a beautiful, sunshine day. Now, how did I come to that conclusion? Well, you watch the Weather Channel 13. You watch a weatherman 
and he told me it would be a beautiful day, that it might not rain. Now watch this. It might not rain, but uh, this is a man speaking. And you get out there and you leave your house and down and come to rain. Now watch this, please. I believe Jesus Christ is God's Lamb who shed, his, who shed His blood for the remission and forgiveness of my sins. Now how do I come to that conclusion? God's Word told me I believe. And God's Word said if I believe, that I'll be saved. Now let me show you something. God can't lie. The weatherman can lie. Anybody else that talks to you can lie. But God doesn't lie. And the way I know I'm saved is Romans 10 and 17 says, Faith come by hearing, hearing by the word of God. God told me to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and I shall be saved. I did and he saved my soul. Now listen to this verse one more time. He that believeth on the Son has everlasting life. And it does not say <laughs> any, any other thing there that will keep you out of heaven and to take you to hell. It doesn't say how many sins you commit. It doesn't matter what kind of sins you commit. It doesn't tell anything about purgatory. It doesn't anything about praying people out of purgatory or doing anything for you. It just simply says, He that believeth on the Son hath, and that's a, a now position. You have it right now. I don't wait till I get to heaven to have everlasting life. I got it right now. He that believeth on the Son hath, everlasting life. But on the other hand, he that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. And that word abideth, the wrath of God, and that word abideth, so that's a continual thing. It never quits. The wrath of God will be on that person that don't believe in the Lord Jesus forever and ever. And so what to keep you out of hell? Believe it on the Lord Jesus Christ. What to take you to hell? Not believe it on the Lord Jesus Christ. And there's no other explanation. And so don't try to write something into it that's not there. Amen? I'm glad 